Hi everyone, this is Chelsea Lee Tresca, breakup coach and podcast host of Thank You Heartbreak, and this is episode 87. This is day 22, question 22 of my February challenge. Right now I'm recording this at 2.23 a.m., so if you hear my dog snoring on the pillow, that's currently my setup, and you know, some of us have to sleep. Not me. I share these details because I always think it's interesting when creatives are doing their work. When are they getting things done? What are the circumstances? I'll paint a picture right now for you. I am at a friend's house and I have a setup happening in her bed and I've got a round pillow that is supporting the mic. I've got a computer in front of me, a dog to the side of the computer in a little plaid jacket snoring. It's raining outside. And here I am trying to connect with you and some of my deeper thoughts. Let's get into it, shall we? Today, I want to feel light. I am very curious about going back to the beginning of this challenge and just writing out all the adjectives I had for that question. I'm curious about whether they repeated themselves and just really what the overall expression was. I realized early on that often, even though that this is a workbook about breaking upward after a breakup, I found that the question, how do I want to feel today, rarely or less often than one might imagine had to do with anything in regards to the actual person about the breakup itself, which tells me often that when we think our heart is breaking, What we're really tripped up about is the life that we thought we were going to have with someone. So what ends up happening is what we want to feel is something towards and about our life. Not always towards and about the person, though that does happen and that is brought up and it is something that obviously needs to be dealt with. But overall, on a deep, deep level, maybe behind and beneath all the drama that we have about the breakup is really a desire for how we want to feel right now and about ourselves within our lives and where we're taking it. Since that really is something that we feel like is being stripped of us which is the promise and the expectation and the fantasy that we had about the future with someone. And of course, the daily habits that we had on a day-to-day basis, hence habits, with our partner. All those things must be adjusted after a breakup. So our feelings often are centered in how we need our life to look now that we are single and in a sense starting over on the plan. The question for today is, how can you show up for yourself in ways you wish your ex had shown up for you? Get creative and brainstorm. Ask yourself, what commitments do I wish my ex had made to me that I must now make to myself? Interestingly enough, what comes up for me when I say this question aren't the ways that exes of mine, I'll talk about this in a broader sense over the course of all my relationships, it's not so much how they didn't show up for me, it's how they did. So with now not having them, the ways that I must show up for myself. Again, I think that heartbreak can come in and how we romanticize our partner is thinking that the ways that they expressed commitment 
or love for us is reserved just for that relationship, that we're never going to have those forms of commitments, those forms of love and that expression from them again. So it's going to be stripped and just taken from our life. We won't experience it again. And in another episode this month, I did speak about perks, certain perks that come with people, therefore certain expressions that we experience within relationships that we probably won't experience again in relationships. I was talking about a girl I met in an Uber pool and she was saying that one perk of her relationship, and again, I said this really wasn't in a catty or superficial way, she said was that the boyfriend she has now is a chef. He has restaurants. So a certain perk that she would lose is the experiences of fine dining. And beyond that, just the experience of being on dates at restaurants. And me, myself, I remember those were some of the best experiences I had within my own relationships. But when I thought about perks within my last relationship, I thought a perk really was my ex's children. So that was a perk, you know, that right now I can't really give to myself necessarily. You know, I don't have children. So there are certain perks that aren't going to be recreated. But overall, many of the things that we yearn for is someone that expressed or did things with us. And we think that we can never get that back when in fact, we really are able to show those forms of self-expression. So even on the level of perks, if we really loved fine dining experiences, and that was something that our ex, you know, brought us into that world, well, you know, the reality is there are restaurants everywhere and there are people to go to restaurants with. And so you can invite yourself back into that experience. Again, I'm not trying to rob any of us of that special touch that happens from being in relation with someone else and what it felt like just to be with them. That is irreplaceable. But the reality is that that world that we had, that we got let into, it's not like we can't walk back into that world. So I would encourage you, if dinners were a special experience, don't just leave that in the past and only have these fine dining experiences with your ex and now rob yourself of that in the future. Take yourself out to restaurants, kind of become a connoisseur of restaurants and cool up and coming places that you can take yourself. Use dating in the future instead of waiting on what someone might offer you and come up with the plans, suggest plans and say, hey, I really wanted to try this place out. Let's go there. Or book restaurant reservations for two in advance and give yourself the challenge of having to come up with someone. And remember, it doesn't have to be this romantic interest, this person that you're certain of. Have it be with someone that you just really want to get to know better or someone that you enjoy in a certain way that would be good for that environment. So invite yourself into that dynamic. For me, like I said, okay, so I'm not going to get the perk of those children back, but maybe there's other perks. There was that playful energy. There's this sense of wonder, this silliness, this carefreeness. You know, I loved certain gestures that I did for those children. Well, the reality is it's not going to be the same. As if I were to buy, you know, my sister something special, like I bought those children something special and how I loved doing that. But the reality is, 
I do yearn personally to be someone that had a more tender appreciation for others and displayed that by giving them gifts in the moment. And I've always felt shy around that. And that is a reason why I loved my experience with the children because I let some of that shyness go. I was able to be more bold and spontaneous and just loving toward those children. And maybe instead of thinking of them as it's kind of only them I could do that for, maybe they're an example of how they can inspire me to do that for others. People that aren't children, people that are just friends in my life, people that I meet along the way. Maybe that I can really just look at that experience as they showed me a side of myself that I was capable of being and doing. And I loved that side. And I can use them as an inspiration in my future of how to be toward other people in my life. So this was me just showing that when I think about this question, how can you show up for yourself in ways you wish your ex had shown up for you? The first thing that comes to my mind, and I think that comes to a lot of our minds, is not what wasn't given to us. It's what's being taken away that we're not going to have because we're no longer in relationship with people that with this person. And I just want to remind you that just because we're not in relationship with them doesn't mean that the ways that we were experiencing a certain type of love through them should be deprived of us. I think that we should remember the things that felt great to us are just acts of inspiration, the reminders of this felt really great. So how can I carry on certain traditions? How can I invite myself into those dynamics and how can I invite others? But to answer the question more explicitly, how can I show up for myself in ways you wish your ex had shown up for you? The first thing that does come to my mind with my ex is that in the end, I was kind of let down by him not being more of a cheerleader for my career because this was something that had been in the making for a while that I was finally seeing come to fruition and I felt like it was selfish and I felt like it was, this is a harsh word, but cruel not to acknowledge me. And the reality is, yes, I think that supporters are huge. It has been so beautiful to experience people that I've met in creative fields this last year that have really shown me that Whereas with boyfriends and friends that they aren't always the first to cheer for me, a lot of people that I've met in creative industries in the acting world really have been people that have rooted for me without me asking. I brought this up with some creatives because they were being so supportive and they were really extending themselves and they said, it's because we get it. We get what you're going through. We get what you're doing. We get why you're doing it. And we're doing similar things, so we understand. So sometimes it is so important to find your people. And I'm not going to discount that. But I think at the same time is that we have to remember that we have to cheer for ourselves. That it can't always be that we have a partner that's cheering for us. And sometimes when we see what is a disappointment and a lockdown that someone's not doing for us, it's just this reality that we, at the end of the day, are going to have to be the ones that carry ourselves. We're going to have to be the ones that believe in ourselves. We're going to have to be the ones that applaud ourselves. We're going to have to be the ones that invest in ourselves. We're going to have to be the ones that go out and celebrate ourselves on certain days. We're going to have to be the ones that want to kind of bring people together to celebrate certain milestones. Not everyone is going to think about doing those things for us. So for instance, I have my one year coming up of having this podcast. Instead of brushing over it or instead of 
thinking that other people are going to celebrate me for it, but maybe I really do want to celebrate this moment. It's about maybe planning ahead and and putting something together, maybe going out for drinks with some people on that day and just me taking it on, even if it feels like, oh my God, on a bigger picture, I wish people were doing this for me, for my ego. Just saying, you know what? I'm going to put my pride to the side. I'm going to humble myself. And this is my thing. Why would other people be celebrating it necessarily? Maybe it's a day to celebrate all the people that have come on my podcast, to do a shout out or a personal letter to them, to thank them for supporting my dream. And then it's other people that I've met or just friends of mine to come out and to celebrate and to be with me because ultimately they have been players in my life. Maybe they didn't have a hand in this podcast or a hand in my coaching and growing my practice, but they have lifted my morale. They have taken me out on other occasions and all of that has helped me, has lifted my spirit while I've been putting my career. But when I've needed my energy to be up for my career, for my project and for myself after a breakup that was a hard hit, they have all been and had a hand in making sure that my energy was up regardless if they knew that or not. So it is a time for me to take us all out and thank them. So again, what my ex didn't do, you know, kind of how he didn't show a commitment to me was he wasn't cheering for me, which is what I really think a partner can and should is a hard word, but should do. And the reality is that because he couldn't do it doesn't mean that I shouldn't do it. And that really, really is what comes down to it. And if I felt like he was overlooking me, the reality is It means that it's important for me not to be overlooked in these regards, but it stems within myself. It starts with myself. Don't overlook my big moments. Don't overlook my efforts. Make sure that I slow down in moments and appreciate the milestones I hit. So I remember when I hit like 10,000 listeners, that was like something that I felt like was going to take a lot of time. And I remember when I hit it, I didn't celebrate it enough really. And then I had people after the fact being like, wait, you hit 10,000 listeners? I remember when you hit 1,000 and you were really, really like stoked and shocked. And that was a big thing to me even, they said, like to themselves. 10,000? So it was these moments, these sobering moments of it's really easy to be like waiting to hit something and to be like, I'm going to really celebrate myself in that moment or I'm hoping other people will notice it. But the reality is it's much harder actually for us to give ourselves permission to notice ourselves. So how my ex didn't show a commitment to kind of cheer for me just really is the reality check that I want to show my commitment to myself to be someone that makes more of the moments that I think are big for myself in my career and in my life. There's one example. So now kind of searching back into other relationships, I remember being hurt by a past relationship when he took away his international plan so he could no longer call me in the morning to kind of set the tone for my day. And I had really relied on that, I realized, to feel loved in the morning, to feel kind of boosted in the morning. You know, I was going through a depression and I needed that. And it really crushed me that I wasn't getting that anymore. And I felt this, that it was all on me to lift myself up in the morning, but now to start our day. One, I probably overlooked the beauty 
and his own offering. And maybe he really felt overlooked. And I never really thanked him enough for what he was doing to start my day to bring us together. So that's also a reality check is to thank people to really, really show that you realize what they're doing and that it touches you. Don't think that someone just feels your appreciation. I think often it isn't really felt and it can always be touched upon more. It never hurts to call attention to how someone is showing up for you and the difference that that's making. But a bigger thing is that, you know what? I really should never have put myself in the position ever to begin with that I was so reliant on someone else starting my day and setting the tone for my day. I need to set the tone for my day. I remember that that has been a thing in my relationship that like was this aching sense of, wow, so someone's not going to put me to sleep at night. No one's going to check in with me in the morning. Like that was just taken from me. Like in a snap, in the words, we're breaking up. That was taken away, which was like a consistency that I had relied upon without even realizing this joyousness, this sense of connection. And I think it is such a beautiful thing to have in a relationship. Though I've also heard the flip side that some people feel like it's a way of people controlling the relationship is by creating these sort of expectations. It's a way of two people kind of controlling each other and creating this codependency. So I will just acknowledge that, but I will say that really comes back to you. What can I do to set the tone of my morning? I mean, on a very small level, it's putting a better alarm clock ring. I have the most awful alarm clock and that does set the tone. So I'm going to start there. Create a different tune so it sounds a little bit different. I know other people that do a really good job with this. They have some uplifting music. Some people, you know, they have those machines where it creates this um, natural sunlight really lifts your mood up and starts the day in a certain way. Um, I know some people that start their day by sitting in bed and listening to motivational YouTube videos. I can honestly imagine myself listening to some ASMR early on, just having something go into my brain that just gives me this head massage. I know that having a speaker, a Bluetooth speaker in your shower can really have a great effect on how you begin your day in the routine of your day. You can play some hip hop. You can listen to a podcast. You can listen again to any of the things that I just brought up instead of sitting in your bed and listening to a YouTube video or to ASMR. You can do this in the shower. There's so many different things. And it's certainly a way to kind of bring yourself into the day. I think that having a diffuser going, I think that putting on incense, I think mood lighting, ambiance, even early in the morning is everything. Whether it's making yourself coffee and not rushing through that, whether it's going somewhere and getting yourself coffee and not rushing through that, but really starting to use different elements, whether it's music, whether it's reading, whether it's something tactile, putting yourself in a robe, whether it's, you know, starting your day and putting iced coffee in a beautiful wine glass. I keep on using this word beautiful, but it is the beautiful touches. And so sometimes we think that we're waiting for someone else. We're using someone else to show that we matter in the morning. And that's kind of what it is. That phone ringing is that we matter to someone, that someone is prioritizing us. 
But you know what is a bigger act of love and a gesture of love is that we prioritize ourselves, that we are creating this reality for ourselves. And we can do this whether we're in a relationship or whether we're single. So I'm calling upon you and I'm encouraging you and I'm encouraging myself to really think of different ways that we could create this morning, this morning ritual. I really like this idea of putting yourself in a robe. I love this idea of setting up and recharging that Bluetooth speaker that I have. You know, I haven't been using it because I just haven't charged it. Again, prioritizing ways of creating a vibe, creating a world for yourself, doing this in the morning and doing this at night, creating a setting, creating a world, inviting yourself into something that feels like an experience. I'm circling back, and this is a common theme, that we can wait to date someone because we believe that with them, we are going to have an experience. And this is true, but you will have more enriching experiences if you start experiencing yourself now, if you start catering to yourself, if you start inviting yourself into your own experiences. Ask yourself, what commitments do I wish my ex had made to me that I must now make to myself? The biggest one that I hear across the board in almost every client I have and letter I receive is that it was a commitment someone had to their future. And the biggest thing is that is mourned is that I thought we were going to have this future together. I thought we were going to move in together. I thought we were going to go on these vacations together. I thought I was going to do X, Y, and Z with this person. And I think it's really exciting. And there's such an adrenaline, there's such a juicy fantasy to thinking about what our life was going to look like with someone. I've done it. And I did it especially early on. I remember looking at different apartments and sending pictures to my exes about this is where we would live. And I've done this with almost every ex. This looking outward on what our world was going to look like. Again, where we were going to live together, what that would look like, what that would feel like, how we would set things up. And I think this is part of being in a relationship with someone. It's desiring this life together. But I go back to the fact that you have to start now. So instead of maybe looking for the apartment you were going to move in with your future spouse or that relationship you were in, thinking about how you can not just look for a new apartment, but make something of your apartment, change the pictures that you have in your apartment, change them out, maybe get rid of some of the knickknacks that you have around that no longer bring you joy, trade them out, trade up, maybe just clear out the space so you can start reimagining what the space could look like. Maybe take the curtains down and get them dry cleaned so it just feels fresh. You're three years into a lease. From what I understand, I've heard that you, maybe it's different in each state, but it's worth asking that the management might be required. I've been told to repaint your place. It's something I never knew and I also have felt awkward to ask, but it's definitely a way of giving you that facelift, giving your place that freshness. Um, I think that we often imagine that that freshness is what we'll get when we start over and we start this new phase of our life with someone. So I would encourage you to try out that option of having your place repainted, hopefully on your management's dime. And if it's not on their dime, maybe you can outsource it at a cheaper cost through TaskRabbit, or maybe it's something fun to do with friends to change out the paint color, 
to invest into some new sheets, you know, put some stuff up on let go and get rid of stuff and just start rethinking your own space right now. I know for me that just getting rid of one couch and shifting where the other couch I had now is really has made me feel different about my space. And often a lot of us are just looking for a different angle on our our reality is just looking to be invited into a new world. And again, we don't have to wait until someone else invites us there. We can invite ourselves there. A commitment that I think that we look at our relationships for is how can you make my world feel different? How can you make it look different? Well, you know, we have the power to make our world look different. We have the power to there and make our world feel different. Take yourself to different places. Take yourself to different coffee shops, to different restaurants. You know, invite different people out. Make plans with people. Um, go to meetings. Honestly, even like going to certain AA meetings. Uh, there's, you know, codependent meetings. There's love anonymous meetings, love addiction meetings. You know, all these things. It's about rather than waiting for someone else to change our mind and help us rethink things. Invite yourself out into a place, into an environment that's meant to change your mind. Go to a bookstore, get a pile of books, sit down somewhere and start reading. You know, it's empowering to commit to yourself, commit to your lifelong learning. Just instead of looking at the way that our exes were going to, you know, make certain things happen for us, make a commitment to yourself today to invest in your own growth, to invest in becoming a lifelong learner. We use love to learn about life, to learn ourselves, but you have at your fingertips now the ability to learn about yourself and start this quest of having a romance with yourself. I remember years ago, just not using certain candles in my apartment until my boyfriend flew into town. Like I had all these candles that I knew would help me melt into my environment and to give me this sense of what romance gives you, which is this relaxation, this lightness, this breathlessness, this this feeling that things aren't that serious. And I waited for someone else to come light my candles. I encourage you, buy candles, light your own candles. Get into clothing that makes you feel soft and sensual. Don't wait. Do it now. Light yourself up now. The only way that we are better and more loving towards other and really show up with such a presence and such a dreaminess for another, if we're showing up and doing it now, truly, if we're doing and we're acting with love all along. Today's quote is by Milford Fuller. When you have a great pain in your life, you need a greater purpose. Let that purpose be you, be the dream for yourself. Again, the commitment that you wanted from others. How can you finally commit to your own dream, to making you the center of your life? How can you make this time, this opportunity of singleness be a quest to love yourself. How do you love other people? Why do you love other people? How can you turn that back on yourself then? 
You love them because they treat other people in a certain way. Well, how can you treat other people in that way? You love that person because they showed up in a certain way. How can you start showing up in that way? You love that person because they always called you. Well, is there someone that you can call in the morning? How can you be that person? You love that person because they bought you flowers. I'm telling you, buy yourself flowers. Don't wait on someone else to buy you flowers. I will never forget this amazing moment when on Sundays I started buying myself roses And I bought myself roses. I was walking back home with my dog. My dog went to the bathroom on the street. I didn't want to put the roses on the ground. So this guy walked by and I asked him, hey, could you hold my flowers for me while I pick up my dog shit? So he did. And I'm not joking, no joke. Two different sets of people commented to us, oh my God, that is so sweet that he bought you these flowers Someone else walked by saying, oh my God, look how romantic that is. I could not believe it. This was a stranger on the street. I asked him to hold the flowers I had bought to myself as I picked up my dog shit. This puts things in perspective, guys. I bought those flowers to myself. That was the wow moment. And I asked someone else if they could just wait a second and hold them for me and help me. One, it was an act of self-love that I did for myself. It was me reaching out to someone else if they could help me in this moment. That was the beautiful thing. That was something worth stopping for and spotting and calling attention to. How can you not only act with self-care toward yourself, how can you gift yourself with something that you think only romantic partners are allowed to do? For instance, for instance, that our boyfriend or girlfriend are the only ones that are allowed to buy us our dinner. Is there anyone that you could treat to dinner? That you could treat to coffee? That you could buy their drink? Can you treat a girlfriend to a manicure? These are all ways. And then again and again, who could you ask for help this week. You don't have to do it in a way that's a burden. I want to remind you as well that, you know, people are waiting to be the person that is looked upon as the helper. People are flattered when they are asked for help, that you look at them as someone that could be of help. So instead of looking at it as a burden, look at it as you paying someone a compliment It is a compliment that you, in a moment of need, would look at them as being someone that you could rely upon. So I challenge you to show up for yourself and to ask someone to help you in this time, to show up for yourself by asking them to show up for you. 